Hey, listen to Commander Kukult Podcast, episode 156. I'm Brando. I'm here with Brian, and we're going to continue the arc of the others by talking about MTG Lexicon Brandon's deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole bunch is going down. We're going to continue on with the arc of the others, talking about one of the gentlemen from MTG Lexicon's decks. His name is Brandon, not to be confused with Brando. We're going to give away another super cool Christmas gift to a lucky listener of the show. And before we do any of that, we are going to thank our official official sponsors on the entire internet, face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. All good things, and I love the deck this week. I used to have this exact deck. But in 60 and 4. Or no, did you, did you no, mean no, like I, a Canadian deck? This commander deck, I used to have. I legitimately played this deck, with obviously with a bunch of different stuff, because this was years ago, but I built this exact deck, so this is awesome. So this is more Brando than last week? This is... This is a deck that I was like, I'm going to build this. And then I did, and I played it, and I didn't do very well. Oh. So, <laughs> Well, I think that this deck in years since has some fairly stout includes. Yes. The, the, the support for what is happening in this deck has increased a bunch yes. since my time. Yeah. And you said this is Brandon from MTG Lexicon's deck, not yep. to be confused with Brando from CCO Podcast. Correct. That's right. So Brandon, a.k.a. the producer is one of the gentlemen on MTG Lexicon. They are a Twitch and YouTube live streaming crew who are into filthy, drunken, casual magic, which you and I both appreciate very much. Absolutely. And they are at MTG underscore Lexicon on Twitter. And then, of course, twitch.tv slash MTG underscore Lexicon. Sure. Check them out. If you follow them on Twitter, you will get notifications of when they go live when I paint at night, if I'm like burning the candle on both ends type thing, I'll turn their stream on just because it's, it's magic-y and you can listen to it. You know what I mean? Or, uh, you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, like I said on our, our, our kickoff show, they just rag on me as soon as I go into the channel. <laughs> and it's great because I wouldn't expect anything less. And if, if they came on to, you know, do a spot on our show. We're probably going to dunk on them today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... All of that being said, who's the commandy? We are doing Old Tomato Face himself, Reaper King. I call him Old Tomato Face because the uh, secret lair art looks kind of like a tomato that somebody was really excited to meet. I know what you're saying. Yeah, don't Google it, though. They stuck something right in that old rotten tomato. That is correct. Reaper King is a 6-6-4-10 or Wooberg, whichever one you happen to have. Other Scarecrow creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and whenever a Scarecrow comes into play under your control, you may destroy target permanent. Oh. So let's break it down. He's got hybrid mana cost for, like, two white, two blue, two black, two red, two green. Yes. So you could pay any combination of any of those to cast him for a minimum of five, which would be Wooberg. Yes. All Scarecrows get buff. And cast a scarecrow DAP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it again. Yeah, we Don't got Google there. that. No. Destroy a permanent. Six. So scarecrow tribal. Yes. Technically. But we're gonna find that there's also elves and dragons and Merfolk. Any, and... Yeah. Tribal tribal, he calls the list. Yes. Which I very much appreciate. 
Yes, I dig it as well. Before we talk about the list, though, let's talk about everything else. Agreed. Social media coordinates. We're CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. This list will not appear on there because it's not on tappedout.net. It's on a different site, which I hate. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us deck ideas, show lists, Christmas FUs, no nudes. Christmas nudes would be okay. Jesus. Uh, Yeah, I just What have you done? You can find us anywhere better podcasts are found and virtually on every social media platform. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Patreon.com slash CCO Podcast. If you're in a position to help the channel grow, check us out there. We have a new Patreon gift to give away this month, and we always appreciate the support of our great fans and listeners. It helps us keep the lights on and keep us providing great entertainment for the masses like yourself. Uh, Other than that... You can find all of the places that we can be found in a more specific and succinct form in the show notes down below or on our official, official home on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Yeah, I think you got there. Hell yeah. Of course, links to MTG Lexicon and this particular deck will also be in this week's show notes. Yes. And that is true of the podcast form and the YouTube form of the show. Excellent. And you had mentioned the patron sign-up gift cco sticker pack yep you get the old sticker the white one and you get the new sticker the the black one that says it's fine yes because it is fine yeah it's just like it's 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 not good it's not really bad though it's like it's fine yeah it's like it's like drinking the beer that you get at the movie theater it's like it's not like the specialty stuff but it's not still beer it's fine yeah yeah christmas gift winner is Tyler Coates. Tyler Co- T. Coates? Is that what we call him? T. Coates is his name on our Discord channel where he is very active and we appreciate the dialogue and the discussion. He supports the CCO weekly altar auctions every Thursday on the Facebook page and all around good guy and patron. Cool. Yeah, very much so. So this week is, um, we're going to call it a CCO gift pack. We might have a sealed pack or two to give out we may or may not have some funny brando altars we may or may not have some cco stickers we may or may not have something from your dirty foil bag oh (laughs) Oh, baby (laughs) so tyler get in touch i actually already know your address so i might as well just like pack it all up and send it out the next time i'm at the (laughs) post office so thank you for being part of cco nation um, happy holidays, Merry Ho Ho, Happy Birthday Santa, whatever it is. Yep. We don't want to say the wrong thing and, and offend anybody. Just, just kidding, we don't care. No, we don't give a shit. And to everybody else who didn't get a gift this week, you'll get one next week. 100%. The odds are very high. 100% the odds are high. Yes. <laughs> Deck? Deck. Baby. I j- look, look. Yep, it's got everything I love. I just pointed at a card that's in the list. Yeah, it's got everything I love in a deck. And I'm I'm actually really excited to talk about this. I looked at it before we came in today, and I was like, oh, shit, I, th- th- this is like my old deck. This is so fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing how somebody else took this idea and actually made the deck work. Because I'm not even kidding. When I played it, it was a hot dumpster fire. Oh, man. And we would expect no less from anybody at MTG Lexicon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to start off our tribal, tribal Reaper King five-color list with an Aurelia the War Leader. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) For those playing along at home, this is an angel. (laughs) (laughs) She's a 3-4 Flying Vigilance Haster for six. 
Oh, three fours for six. Hey, in Boros. Oh, Fuck. This it must like be a good. good. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, whenever she attacks, right? Yep. For the first time. For the first time, you untap all Creech you control, and you get another combat phase. Okay. Sure. This 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 card beats. So she kind of has like double strike, but it's because she gets to attack twice. Right. So she's really good if you give her double strike, because then she got quadruple strike. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything to do that in this deck, but let's uh, let's move on. Let's press on. All right. The next thing we got is uh, ca- what the hell? It's a captivating vampire. Ooh, the old vampire angel tribal special, hey? Whoa, with scarecrows. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Shit. Okay, so this is black, black one for a two, two. So it's also below rate. Other vampires like your Aurelia, the War Leader, get plus one, plus one, <laughs> and you can tap five untapped vampires you control to steal a creature. Ooh, that creature becomes a vampire in addition to its other types. So it's vampire tribal. Got it. Yeah. So you can tap it, and and here it is. It's coming. The theme opens up. Opens up before us. Champion of Dusk. We do have a vampire. Okay, 4-4 four, four for 5. Below rate still. Vampire Knight. When it enters the battlefield, draw X cards and lose X life where X is the number of vampires you control. Oh, vampire tribal, baby. Here it is. So pay 5 to draw 2. Got it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, here's another. That's, it's a gem hide sliver. <laughs> no, the first mana dork. <laughs> you can tap all your angels and vampires and slivers, I guess, <laughs> for... One man of any color. Sure. Why not? Or just your gem hide sliver. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's here's how we play Aurelia. Okay, we're dunking on it. Aurelia is not good here, but maybe maybe she's good with Kalia of the Vast. Ooh, got there. Okay, so we've got a Mardu and one, two, two, flyer. When she attacks, you can take an angel, demon, or dragon from your hand and put it onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. Okay. Sure. So we get a free Aurelia. Anybody who listened to the pre-show, get at me if you know about reoccurring dreams. Callie just reminded me because I'm dreaming about this demon. I'm dreaming about demons. Demon dreaming. That's it. Uh, Speaking of demons, dragons, and angels, we're also playing a goblin chieftain. Hey, haste. Goblins you control get plus one and have haste. So if we could make our gem hide sliver into a goblin, maybe we could like... Haste it. Too strong now. Too strong. Too strong. All right. Things that are too strong. Knight Exemplar. This happens to be our second knight as well. Yeah, Knight of Dusk. Or Champion of Dusk is also a knight. That's right. So this is a first striking 2-2 for 3. Other knights we control get plus 1 and are indestructible. Ooh. Okay. Did this card go way up in value when that... Brawl deck came out and Knights became like the thing. Yeah, the Knight Exemplar did see a bump in price when Eldraine started spoiling Knights galore. Yeah, it's a thing. Well, we don't give a shit about any of that because Knights can eat crap next to Illusions with Lord of the Unreal. Illusions get plus one and Hexproof. Ooh. Yeah, okay, I'm starting to see a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the cards say plus one on them. All there the cards go. say different creature types. <laughs> <laughs> Tribal. How about Master of the Pearl Trident? Other merfolk you control get plus one and have Island Walk. Why not? Sure. How about Priest of Titania? Taps to give you a green for each elf you control. So one. Yes. 
excellent. It's shitty gem hide sliver. <laughs> All right, we got uh, Sigil Tracer. Hey, a second merfolk? That is a second merfolk. Okay, we got this. Blue one, tap two untapped wizards you control? What the hell? Copy target instant or sorcery spell, choose new targets for the copy. I actually like that card. It's a good card. I would play that in Mistform Ultimus, which this deck is very reminiscent of. You know what you wouldn't play in Mistform Ultimus? The Ur-Dragon. No. 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 So this is Wooburg and four <laughs> for a 10-10. <laughs> okay. Dragon. Av oh, it's got to be Avatar Tribal. Yeah, there it is. Got we there. First Av- Yeah. Yep. That's it. Okay. Eminence. So when it's in your fucking command zone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when it's in your command zone, dragons you cast cost one less to cast? Yeah. It flies. Ooh. A flying 10-10 for nine is above rate, actually, so good job there. Yeah, pretty good. Whenever one or more dragons you control attacks, draw that many cards. So draw one card. And then you can put a card from your hand onto the battlefield. Ooh. Oh, shit. The power level of that card is too damn high. It is very high. That, and That is a powerful card. And we're going to break this shit wide open because the next card, Ryan, is a dragon. It is an Utvara Hellkite. Oh, so much for Avatar Tribal. Damn it. Uh, it's Dragon Tribal, obviously. Yeah, 6-6 six, six Flyer for 8. Whenever a dragon you control attacks... Put a 6-6 six, six red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. There we go. Wow. There it is. That's a powerful card, too. I remember yes. playing that in my dragon deck. That's the combo. All you have to do is draw the Ur-Dragon. Yep. Then draw the Udvara Heldkite. And have access to 10 mana and then 8 mana. Yep. Okay. That's, there it is. Broken wide open. We don't even need to talk about any more creatures. No, there's got to be something we're missing, though. Okay, let's... Let's let's look a little bit closer here. What else do we have for creatures? There are more creatures, you say. There are more creatures. Okay. We're going to start with Admiral Beckett Brass. Other pirates you control get plus one, plus one. <laughs> this is Grixis and one for a 3-3. Three, three. At the beginning of your end step, gain control of target non-land permanent, controlled by a player that was dealt damage with three or more pirates this turn. What? Okay, well, there's got to be something that we're missing. We must be missing. Let's, let's just go down. We'll look at the groupings, and we're going to talk about Amoboid Changeling? Maybe Amoeboid Changeling? Maybe. So this happens to be a shapeshifter. 1-1 one, one for 2. You can tap target creature. You can tap target creature gains all creature types until end of turn. Uh-oh. Ooh. So it's everything that we've talked about. Yes. So that's tap, give target creature like plus eight, plus eight. And yeah. when it attacks, draw a card. And put a permanent from your hand into play. And, and get a 6-6 six, six flyer. Yeah. Okay, what's this other ability? Tap, target creature loses all creature types until end of turn. Sure. Sure, we don't care about that. That first ability, though. <laughs> now, the other thing that this card says is changeling. Uh -oh. This card is every creature type at all times. Ooh. Ooh. So it's a sliver and a dragon and an angel and a demon and a pirate and a vampire and a knight and a wizard. And an elf. And an elf. Did you say merfolk? And a merfolk and a goblin. And an illusion. And an illusion. Ooh. For two mana. For two. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I don't mind this. We are playing Avian Changeling as well. It's uh, it's a Changeling. It's a two-two with flying. Ooh. We have a Cairn Wanderer. Ooh, this is also a Changeling. Four four for five. Every creature type, as long as a creature with flying is in the graveyard, it has flying. And the same is true for like Trample, Vigilance, First Strike, all the other abilities or whatever, right? All the major keywords, <clears throat> yeah. We're playing the best pig in all of Magic, Chameleon Colossus. Four, four, for four. That's every creature type. So it's like a 10, 10 for four with yeah. all those abilities. And also protection from black. Because sure. Sure. Green, green, two. Chameleon Colossus's power gets plus X plus X, where X is its power. So you double its power. Correct. Wow. Ooh, he's so good. That is a good card. We have a Changeling Berserker. That has champion a creature and is a 5-3 haster for four. So champion a creature means when it enters a battlefield, you have to exile another creature until it leaves the battlefield and you get your other creature back. I'm not sure why he's playing those because we don't really have a lot of ETB creatures. And by that many, I mean Annie. You know what? I didn't specifically ask Brandon about when I was talking to him about the deck was recent updates a la Modern Horizons, where they have the 1-1 colorless changeling for one mana or two mana. The, you know, the the imposter of the sixth pride, like the, yeah. the changeling cat. There was the changeling scorpion with death touch. Those would be excellent additions to the deck where... The the five three haster champion a creature changeling is not. Yes. So Ch- if anybody at home is looking to build a deck like this, look to Modern Horizon changelings to supplement this theme. Agreed. Uh, speaking of ones that you could give the punt to, we have a changeling hero. That's another champion a creature. Good rate on those because like you're getting a four four life linker for five. That I don't know. Maybe you could save a dude. Maybe if you can give him like. If you got a Vidalcan Orrery, you could cast him at instant speed and, like, save a guy from removal. Yeah. I'm stretching there, but, I mean, Vidalcan Orrery isn't a bad card. I don't know. Uh, we have a Changeling Sentinel. It's a 3-2 Vig Changeling. And we have a Changeling Titan. This is another champion, a creature guy, but he is a 7-7 for 5. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. I will exile a creature gladly to get, what is this going to be, like a... 1515 for five. That's got 700 abilities. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we got a fire belly changeling. It has fire breathing. We have a game trail changeling. It has trample. We have a ghostly changeling. It has shade breathing. That is plus one plus one for black one. Yes. And we have a ooh, mirror entity. Ooh, backbone of many combos changeling. So it's a one one for three, but you can pay X and until end of turn. Creatures you control get base and base power and toughness XX. And gain all creature types. So everything we would play. So all of our lords gain all creature types. That's right. So they all start to affect each other. Correct. Oh. Oh, baby. You could activate that for one, and your lords would get smaller because they're all like tutus. But like if somebody's trying to kill your master of the pearl trident, you could X equals one your mirror entity and it would gain hexproof from your illusionary like hexproof for illusions and indestructible from your night guy oh yeah yeah holy (laughs) 
All right, continuing on the changeling train, we have a moon glove changeling. It uh, You can give it death touch for a black. We have a moth dust changeling. You can tap a creature to give it flying. We have a shape share. Ooh, this one is a 1-1 one, one for 2. You could pay 3. Target shapeshifter becomes a copy of target creature until end of turn. Until the end of your next turn. Or until your next turn, oh, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I think specifically you have to you have to target something that is already a shapeshifter, right? So you could make like your moth dust changeling into a master of the pearl trident, for example. So you could yes. have two buffs for merfolk. Correct. Okay. And then it's a mer it's and it will stay that way until you get back to your next turn. So, okay, so maybe you do that in response to somebody like exiling your knight exemplar so all of your stuff stays indestructible until your next turn. Yes. Okay. Or you could turn another creature into a Torian Mauler and then until the end of your next turn that creature's going to get plus one, plus one counters put on it. Ooh, good pickup. That's a good one. We played that last week in DJ's deck. Whenever somebody, uh, whenever an opponent casts a spell, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. Correct. Yeah. Uh, we've also got a Skeletal Changeling. It regenerates. We have a turtle shell changeling. You can switch its power and toughness. It's a 1-4. And then we have a war spike changeling. You can give it first strike. And we have a woodland changeling. It's a 2-2 two, two for 2 that is a changeling. The, and a bear. That's the joke. It's a bear? Well, I guess it would be a bear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a 2-2 two, two for 2. That is actually a bear. Ah. Got there. Got there. All right, we're going to do some instants? Sure. All right, we'll start it. Congregation at dawn. Congregation on your mom, as F.U.G.F. used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google that. No. This is an instant for green, green, one. Search your library for up to three Creech. Reveal them. Shuffle your library, then put those cards on top in any order. It's fine. Yeah, so you get to control like your next three draws. Got an enlightened tutor. That is a tutor newsflash. There are some tutors in this list because it is very much a themed list. That lets you find an artifact or an enchantment of which we will talk about shortly. Yes. Uh, for tutors, let's just hit those real fast while we're on the subject. We have a demonic tutor. That's a sorcery. We're going to talk about it later. We've also got a vampiric tutor, a wargate, and a worldly tutor. Yeah, I think I counted six tutors in the list. It's several. <clears throat> Uh, going back to the instance, though, we have a Kindred Summons. Look at this mana cost, hey? Green, green, five. Jesus. Choose a creature type. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal X creature cards of the chosen type, where X is the number of creatures you control of that type. Put those cards onto the battlefield, then shuffle the rest revealed this way. So if you control five creatures, they're going to all have all creature types, probably. Yeah. And you just pick whatever. And get some more dudes. And then you get five more dudes for seven mana. It's all right. I think it's pretty dang good. <laughs> That's it for instance. Let's do some sorceries. There's a nature's lore. Yeah, this is a card that I only actually have one of. <laughs> and it's that one. It is search your library for a forest card, put it onto the battlefield. That costs green one. Better than rampant growth because it puts it into play untapped, but you do have to get a forest. But you could get a dual land. So True. You could still make not green if you have shocks or duels or like the uh, the the two the two basic land types lands. What about double nature's lore in Sky Shroud Claim? 
There it is. Search your library for two forests and put them onto the battlefield. It literally is double nature's lore. Correct. Yeah. That's it for the sorceries. Oh, so lots of interaction. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, let's do some enchants. We've got everybody's favorite, aura shards. Yeah, speaking of interaction, that was yeah. kind of a lead into this card specifically. Whenever you cast a creature, no, it's whenever you, whenever a creature comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. How about arcane adaptation? This one is, uh, I'm going to call it a crooks of the deck. So this is... Blue, two, enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control of the chosen type. Creatures you control are the chosen type in addition to their other types. And the same is true for creature spells you own that aren't on the battlefield. So do you always pick Scarecrow? Or do you pick the one that the Lord you have? Y yes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably pick Scarecrow, or you pick Lord, or you pick Goblin, so your stuff has haste. Maybe you pick Elf to make lots of mana. Maybe you pick Sliver to make lots of mana, too, if you have a gem hide. Yeah, it's, it's very versatile. I dig yeah, that. Yeah, you probably pick anything. Uh, Brandon actually told me what to pick. Uh, he said lots of times he picks Dragon because Eminence and because Udvara Hellkite. That is actually how you win, I think, is is like Udvara Hellkite, and you just like fucking destroy people. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Ass Blaster Ascension? That is Beastmaster Ascension. Whenever you attack with a creature, it gets a counter. And as long as there are seven or more counters, all your creatures get plus five, plus five. Yeah. Uh, birthing Pod. That is, oh, there's another tutor. That you, you sack a creature and pay a couple mana, and you search for a creature that's one CMC bigger, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, burgeoning. Let's you play an additional land. No, it lets you play a land whenever any of your opponents play a land. Correct. So you could see as many as four lands per round of the table, provided you have that many cards in your hand. Yes. And with something like the Ur Dragon in play, you would have lots of land in your hand. It also raises the question, though, why do you need lots of land if you have the Ur Dragon in play? Yeah, you already have the Ur Dragon in play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Call of the Kindred. Ooh, this one was in mist form for a while. So this is an enchant creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may look at the top five cards of your library. And for each creature card that you see that shares a creature type with the enchanted creature, you can put that creature onto the battlefield. Neat. Yeah, so if you put it on something that's every creature type, you're just going to get whatever whatever creature you see. Maybe that's how you get your Ur-Dragon for like four mana. That'll do it. That would do it. How about Cryptic Gateway? Tap two untapped creatures you control. Put a creature from your hand onto the battlefield that shares a creature type with them. Tap two changelings. Get your Ur-Dragon. There you go. Oh, baby. Free uh, Ur-Dragon. <laughs> Defense of the Heart. There's another, another tutor. tutor. There it is. Yeah. So during your upkeep, this is a four mana enchantment, right? Yep. When it is your upkeep, if an opponent has three or more creature, you sacrifice this and you search for two creatures directly onto the battlefield. There's another way to get your Ur-Dragon and your Hellkite. That is a good way to do it, actually. I like both. that one. Get, uh, get your Ur-Dragon and get your Goblin Chieftain if you've already named Goblins with your Kindred Summons or Kindred whatever it is, Discovery, right? Then you just crash in with your your uh, Ur-Dragon for 10. Yeah. Or 11, because they're Goblins. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Descendant's Path? This is another one where you reveal the top card of your library, and if it's a creature card that shares a creature type 
with a creature you control, you can cast that card without paying its mana cost. My boy Tyrese did that one. Yeah, very much so. That yeah. is a green and two enchantment. Oh, Dragon Tempest. Oh, this is how you win. This is why you choose dragons. This is a two mana card. This card yep. is two fucking mana. Yep. All right. Whenever a creature with flying enters the battlefield under your control, it gains haste until end of turn. So, okay, that's already good. Fine. Whenever a dragon enters a battlefield under your control, it deals X damage to a creature or player where X is the number of dragons you control. That's pretty good. So if we have 10 changelings, I mean, pick your number. You have X changelings. Yeah, let's even, let's say it's five. Then you cast Kindred Summons and you go and find five more changelings because you have five. You're going to get, for each of those that enter the battlefield, you're going to get a 10 damage trigger from your kindred summons if you have five Ooh. creatures. So you're going to do 10 to somebody five times. I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't hate doing 10 to people. Especially that many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about kindred discovery? When kindred discovery enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, draw a card. Zounds. Yeah. So that same example with dragon whatever I said and kindred summons, you're going to draw like some cards, five cards. And then if they all have haste because they're, they're all goblins, <laughs> you're going to draw 10 cards. Whew. Whew. Uh, we got a land tax. Everyone knows land tax. We got a lurking predators. Six mana. When opponent casts a spell, reveal the top card of our library. If it's Creech, we just get it. I hate that card. Otherwise, you uh. put it on the bottom. I understand why it's powerful. I just don't like to play it. It's one of those cards. I just don't like it. I, yeah. yeah. That, that gets played against me, and I find that just anecdotally, it's like when it works, it's like, oh, he revealed seven things in a row, and I just couldn't remove it, and I lost because it. Or it's like six mana, and it does nothing the whole game. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it, it reveals all the things that they want, but they're not creatures, so they just yeah. bin them. It's like, yeah. Then they draw a creature, and they get yeah. F you, sucker. Uh, Marrow Commerce. Marrow Commerce is a tribal enchantment merfolk. It's an enchantment. Yeah. At the end of your turn, untap all merfolk you control. <laughs> so just untap everything. Pretty good. Uh, we missed a sorcery. It turns out we're playing a Patriarch's bidding. That is five mana, black, black, three. Each player chooses a creature type and gets back from their graveyard all creatures of the chosen type. We can just choose whatever and get everything back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a Prismatic Omen. That makes all your lands tap for anything you want them to. They're all basic land types. That's important to, oh, to note. Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, of course, when they have the basic land type, they can tap for whatever mana that land type produces. Correct. So it's both of what we said. But if somebody boils you or flash fires you, you're in a world of shit. You are in a world of pain. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got a Rhythm of the Wild. Creature spells you cast can't be countered. Yeah. I always forget that. So good. And they have creatures you cast or control or whatever have riot. Hell yeah. So when you cast them, you choose to give them haste or to have them enter with a plus one, plus one counter, right? Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So you can choose big or fast and your opponents can't do anything about it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got smothering tithe. Everybody knows that at this point. And the last enchantment is a Wheel of Sun and Moon. Ooh. Selesnia, Selesnia Hybrid. This is an aura. Enchant player. If a card would be put 
into Enchanted Player's Graveyard from anywhere. Instead, that card is put onto the bottom of that player's library. So we probably enchant ourselves because we're playing a bunch of tutors and things that like make us reveal and or shuffle. Yeah. And I know that there's fetch lands in this deck, so if we like want to reveal the top X of our stuff with kindred summons we could put our thing on the bottom and then shuffle with a fetch line and maybe hit it again and this is kind of a neat card to play when you're not rocking a whole bunch of recursion because when something gets killed it goes back into your library and you might draw it again yeah and you know what this doubles as a little bit of a graveyard hate card with somebody's like really leaning in to do butt stuff with their graveyard you could just cast it on them and nothing goes to their graveyard yeah. <laughs> if, if there's that mono black player that does graveyard stuff they're effed that's all the enchantments that's it. That's a hell of a suite of enchantments. Let's do some artifacts real fast. There weren't a ton of them, so we'll uh, we'll just go through them. Uh, I guess birthing pod technically isn't an enchantment; it's an artifact. Oh yeah, we covered that. Though. We we missed yeah. it in the tutors, and then we included it in the enchantments. Good job, boys. <laughs> yeah, we we ruled this, and we did cryptic gateway also. It's an artifact, uh, not an enchantment. Uh, what else do we got? There was a Sol ring, of course, and a lightning greaves. I believe were the other two. That's right. So. Everybody knows what those do. There it is. And other than the land, that's the deck. So lands of note. We do have some shock lands and some fetch lands. And those are going to help smooth out and fix our mana base. And we've got like the, the exotic orchards, the mana confluences, the path to ancestry because we're playing a five-color commander. So it taps for anything, right? There's a Gaia's Cradle. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned in the pre-show that the first two decks of the Ark of Others are based on content creator submissions. And it turns out content creators are ballers. I guess. Like to flex on people? I don't get it, man. Brandon said like it is a creature deck and the... Gaius Cradles in there just kind of for trolley purposes because he had one. Just like DJ said last week, if you've got them, I mean, run them. Well, yeah, if you've got the cards, there's no reason to not play them. 100%. But you could cut like $350 off of this list, this $1,300 list. By playing a forest. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> or you could play a, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. what's the, what's the, uh, our elemental land from Lorwyn? Uh, yeah, does he not play it? I don't think so. You can ca It gives you one of any color if you're casting a changeling, right? If you're casting an elemental, which would be a changeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's, yeah it's for elemental, but it's changeling. And it comes, into, it's play elemental. It comes yeah. into play untapped if you show... Uh, if you know what it is, let us know down in the comments. I am totally running a blank, and I'm not looking it up. It's a really cool art on the card, too, right? It's a great card. Everything about that card is cool. Yeah, I like that one. So some some little t tidbits on the deck. You've played this deck before. I've played Mistform Ultimus, right? Brandon says he loves it. It's really subtle in its interactions. Like you could be casting, for example, like a 10-10 for two mana, right? Yep. And it's going to get removed pretty quick. So he's got things like Hollow the Bandit Lord to give him haste on a land. He's got Besiege who shelters all to make instance and sorceries uncounterable and and that's on a land right so you've got these high impact cards that cost next to no mana and it really cheats kind of how magic keeps power level in check and then on the other side of the coin you also have these like zero impact cards that cost probably more mana than they should yeah it's it's so weird right like normally like the highest end the highest power level card in the deck is probably the ur dragon hell yeah 
and you can get it for like four mana, two mana, no mana if you're tapping two changelings with your cryptic gateway or whatever. And mana is how they keep the power level of things in check. That's why it costs nine, right? And at the same time, you could like play your two mana changeling and have it be bigger than a 10-10. So this deck is so weird. It's got some neat interactions and cool stuff. It's playing a lot of different lords than I did, but... Um... And that yes, might be a just thing. a sign of the times, right? Yeah. So my my note that, that I wrote down was 13 payoff cards. Those are some, some payoff that you get that is usually kept in check by converted mana cost, color, or the tribe, right? Tap five vampires is balanced because you only get vampires in Mardu colors by and large. Yeah. And that card costs... It's a 3-3 three, three for 3, but you got to have 2 black, right? And this, we just throw it out the window because we've got like 1 and 2 mana changelings that are vampires that we can steal creatures with. Yeah. It's unreal, man. This deck is it blew my mind when I saw it. I had to feature it. It's lots of fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a very cool deck. It does, Um, I would suggest with all the enchantments in here, you would bend over to last week's Bane of Progress. Oh. <laughs> you would just get immediately wrecked. Yeah. Which is something to keep in mind. But, I mean, that's the same with a lot of decks that are like this, right? They're, yeah, they're that, fragile. That sounds like a strength and weakness type comment. Like, fragile to Bane of Progress or Enchantment Sweepers, right? Fragile to... Really key spot removal. Like, at the end of the day, your changelings suck. They suck. So if your lords aren't there, your creatures that suck aren't probably going to win you any games if you're playing somebody that has a bunch of bedevils and terminates and wind graces judgments and all that kind of shit. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And you can sort of get around that by by playing the five-color deck, and you can sort of get around that by casting your commander and just, like, popping off three or four creatures right after to, like, blow up that blood moon and do this and do that to kind of stop what's throttling you. But then you have to spend the money sort of on the five color mana base, yeah. right? Shock lands with pioneer aren't cheap. Fetch lands are never cheap. Mana confluence with pioneers, never cheap, yeah. right? So I'm not saying that five color mana bases are super expensive and hard to build, but they're not as cheap as like Mist Form Ultimus's mono <laughs> island mana base, right? <laughs> so just something to keep in mind when you are building a five color deck for anybody who's who's new to CCO Nation, who who's maybe never bought one or built one before. Yeah, we've kind of gone odd, not ad nauseum. We've gone over. We've gone over it a few times. They're not impossible to build, but they're expensive to build if you want them to be super tuned, super efficient, where you can get all of your colors all of the time. So the deck does kind of ratchet itself back the less money you spend on the yeah. land. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? This deck, this particular deck, I don't think it does because you're playing lots of little changings that have one colored pip in their mana cost, and you can cheat that Udvara Hellkite, and you can cheat that Ur Dragon into play without spending mana on it. Yeah, and I mean you could. I mean you could include a Morphone in here. You could do it. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too, that was in Modern Horizons that maybe just wasn't updated into the deck. Yeah, there's room for him to be in here. I don't think I would change Reaper King for him, just for flavor's sake. Oh, and for cast any creature in your deck, destroy target permanent. Yeah. That seems like a good reason to play Reaper King to me. You know what else you can play in Reaper King now? Painter's Grindstone. Or just Painter's Servant. Yeah, Painter's Servant is good, Because I don't think Painter's Grindstone is actually that good in Commander. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll kill you is pretty good. Yes. I'm going to put this in, destroy that thing, 
kill you. And then you getting killed by the next person before it comes back to you. <laughs> downgrades it from good to fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's three levels. There's like, um, it's like the depth scale. Like, uh, you know, light, medium, and dark. Sure. It's like uh, bad, good, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think, uh, I think I like that. Couple strengths of the deck. It's fun. Oh, yeah. Let's oh. start there. Oh, yeah unexpected as all get out yes right next strength all the payoffs cost nothing it's like there's no there's no like downside there's no throttle to them because you just get them for free with like your tutors or your cryptic gateway it's like i'm not gonna pay nine for an ur dragon ever all the sources of card advantage are repeatable i like that too i like that too like when we look at the things that say draw a card on them the kindred discovery yeah oh. there's only two things that say draw a card but your utvara hellkite every time you cast a two drop creature you just get a six drop creature for free Man. right and kindred discovery every time you cast anything you're going to draw a card so as long as you've got the mana to pay for it and you might especially if you can have that cryptic gateway or whatever at the same time you maybe spend three or four mana to cast two creatures and then you get another creature Ooh. because you're, you're going to tap those two creatures to put another one into play. Yeah. If you could maybe steal a creature with your captivating vampire that shares a creature type with something that you want to play, you could like, if you could steal a goblin with it, you, you don't have to spend mana. You can get around it by doing little subtle things like that, which I super like. And this is the kind of thing where it's, it's almost impossible for us to, to tell people how to play the deck or how to tech it because there's so many little subtle variations on how you want to play it depending on what you've drawn or what you have what you what the deck is trying to give you you know what i mean you also get to fly under the radar because i would imagine that most of the time you're going to be sitting there going jesus christ jesus christ because your hand sucks (laughs) that's what happened with me that's why i don't have this deck anymore every card in this deck is bad except the one that i want and it costs nine exactly (laughs) it's in my hand and i will never ever ever get to play it Uh, yeah and then you're like oh cryptic gateway boom oops kill you (laughs) yeah whoops here we are (laughs) yeah 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 what was it what is it uh dragon tempest is that the two mana enchantment yep Oh, man, I remember playing that in my dragon deck. That, uh, I'm telling you, that card is that card is the truth. <laughs> you know what this deck needs? A doubling season. Uh, Volrath's dra- Laboratory. Riptide Replicator. All of those cards suck. All of those cards are good in this deck. I was going to say Dragon Storm. <laughs> That's fine. Dragon Storm. Isn't it like nine mana? I think so. It's... it's- the same as just playing the Euro Dragon. Yeah, you're right. Okay, and, fine. And all those other cards are good because they give you changelings, sort of. Yeah. Volra- I think it's Volrath's Lab. And Riptide Replicator, for sure, comes into play. You choose a creature type, and yep. you just get a token creature of the type for some mana. So you pick Scarecrow or Goblin or Dragon or whatever, and you there you go. Yeah, very much. So I like that. I like that include. There's no way to make your artifact into a creature, then give it a creature type. You could untap it with like your your merfolk untappy thing. Oh hell no, dude! You could play March of the Machines and then use your mirror entity to turn your artifact into dudes. You oh. can do anything <laughs> in five color, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I 
there's a Brando suggestion right there, March of the Machines. That's a very CCO card, too, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. We played that card a couple times. I like March of the Machines. We were oh. talking about it last night at EDH, and I forget why, but it had something to do with beating somebody to death with a sword <laughs> or something. It was, it was pretty oh, good. Oh, man, I love that. We featured in a deck um, that... Was that our Ark Slogger deck? I think so. Where we just made all our artifacts into creatures so we could get them back or something? I don't even know what I, it was. I, I it forget was how it worked. Janky as all get up. It, <laughs> it won with Ark Slogger exiling cards from our library or milling cards in our library until we hit an Eldrazi. Then we shuffle them all back in. I don't even know what it was, but it was a CCO classic, obviously. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Clearly a classic. Clearly. Let's, uh, let's pick a, a, a CCO classic card of the day for Brandon. You mean a card of the week? What did I say? Card of the day. Oh, weird. Oh. All right, this week we've got a winner and a honorable mention. Sure. Winner of this week's card, card of, the of the week, week. is Shapeshare. It is a 1-1 one, one for blue 1 changeling uh, with blue 2 target shapeshifter becomes a copy of target creature until your next turn. Uh, if you want to pick one of these up for yourself, it's six bucks, Ooh. so it's not inexpensive. That's like forty-eight Canadian dollars. This site doesn't give me a foil price. You could literally just click on the link. I'll click on the link, and then it's going to do some stuff. Here we go. I'm willing to bet that the foil of this is going to be expensive. No, it's only nine dollars for a foil. Oh wow! So not even that much of a jump. That's, so that's a Lorwyn only exclusively printed card. I thought that the foil was going to be like. 40. And it's an ex it's a fairly expensive card. Maybe it's just regular scarcity has pushed the price up a little bit. Neat, though. Cool. I like it. Every, everybody who plays decks like this is putting it into five-color monstrosities, and they spent all their money on their mana base. <laughs> so they don't have any money for foils. That's what it is. All right. And the honorable mention we were talking about is Amoeboid Changeling. It is also a 1-1 one, one for blue 1 Changeling. It has tap, target creature gains all creature types, and tap. Target creature loses all creature types until end of turn. So it's the first ability that that we're playing it for in this deck, and I like it as an honorable mention because it kind of does the opposite, right? In Shapesharer, your changeling or your shapeshifter becomes something else. With Amoeboid Changeling, your something else becomes an everything. That's pretty cool. Right? They're, they're yeah. kind of opposite. They kind of both have a place in the deck, and... Brando's seen Shapesharer in a lot of decks he's seen online for kind of the stuff that he likes to build. And I've seen Amoeboid Changeling in Mistworm Ultimus lists and different pirate lists, Merfolk Tribal, what have you. He also has a funny face. He kind of just is just a blob. Just a little, little blob with a face on it. Yeah. He is 29 American cents and 3.2 Canadian dollars. Yeah, and the foils are like... 39 cents because it was reprinted in the uh, the Sliver Premium Deck series a few years ago. Yeah, and if you don't want that and you want a real foil one from Lorowin, you're Ooh. looking at Tree Fitty. Yeah, that is whoa. That is a 10x foil multiplier yeah. almost. <laughs> when you could get one for for 39 cents, like yeah, whatever you want to do, you just play the foils you want to play. Yeah. You want the curly foil or the not curly foil? It's up to you. Well, I mean, if you if you do an entire deck in curly foils, your library's sitting there face down as like a teeter-totter, at least your whole deck's like that. Yeah, that's you're not wrong. What about when the one where they some of them curl to the front and some of them curl to the back? <laughs> yeah. And it's like a hot dog or a hamburger bun? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Your deck is just like three feet tall and it's balanced on like 
the the apex of each of the curves. <laughs> it just looks like a weird like pattern that you cut out of like streamer ribbon or something. Oh man. God dang foils, man. Especially especially here like where the the climate changes so much, right? Um, yeah, the moisture in the air is just goes to nothing in the winter, and it's it, it's so cold the moisture in the air freezes, and you can see crystals in the sky. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. It sounds surreal, like you're in like some fucking Jim Henson movie. And you are, but it also freezes your skin in forty eight. Yeah, you have seconds. to dress up in, in like thick coats. You look like a muppet because it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing that much felt that you look like a muppet. Yeah, that's it. Holy dude. So I mentioned briefly, $1,300 deck, you can really skimp and tune a little bit if you're willing to run some come into play tapped dual color lands. You could run the cycling dual lands. You could take out the Besiege you and the Hall of the Bandit Lord. You could take out the Gaia's Cradle and save a lot of money on that mana base. Yeah, so you're looking at Gaia's Cradle's counting in here at about... Just shy of four hundred bucks. Hall of the Bandit Lord is just over twenty. Besiege is fifteen. You're saving lots of money by just playing not those lands. Yeah, I'm seeing Windswept Heath, Wooded Foothills. I saw an Arid Mesa, um, Bloodstained Mire, and those are all good. Run them if you have them. Like we said last week, there are. I, I would never say to somebody like, "Oh, your deck's too tuned because you have a Savannah in it." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you got them, play them. That yeah. is the important yeah. thing. My Tana deck got called out a couple of weeks ago. Oh, this isn't casual because it's got a Tega in it. So it's a Tega. Yeah, the three hundred dollar difference is coming to play tapped or not. And really, if I if I'm astute enough to you know, toss back a hand that has two lands and one of them comes into play tapped for a hand that has three land or two land that don't come into play tapped and I draw my tapped land later, that Tega and that Gruel Guildgate are the exact same card. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fine. Might as well be. So it's, yeah, whatever. Play them if you got them. But you can build decks like this for cheap. Just avoid those goddamn come into play tapped fetch lands. I hate those things. Every time I see somebody play them, it pisses me off. Like the um, the Mirage ones? Yeah, the, I don't like them. Originally they into, in Mirage, I think they were in Commander 2013 as yeah. reprints. Like the ones that come into play tapped and the lands you get with them also come into play tapped. Like what the hell's the point <laughs> of... Why? I, I get you play them because that's what you have and you don't have money for fetch lands, but just play a Terramorphic Expanse and a damn basic. Yes. If you're going to find basics anyway, don't run crap that you can't search with right away. You know what I like? I like the uh, the panoramas. Those don't come into play tapped, right? Like, and they tap for mana. They tap for a colorless, like a Grixis panorama, Naya panorama. <coughs> then they search for the three-color combination of that shard. A criminally underplayed. I think we need... Oh, talk to F.U. Evan about those. He hates those cards. He'll rag on those every chance he gets. Well, Evan also doesn't like the old frame, and he takes 3,000 hours to play a turn. You're not wrong. I am not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm entirely correct. <laughs> F you, Evan. Should we give Brandon from MTG Lexicon a spice rating for his deck? Let's do it. Now, caveat, he does have six tutors in the list. Ooh. That is going to crush the spice rating through the earth. Yes. I think beforehand, we do have to give him an honorary spicy for building a deck that both of us really liked. Yes. And both of us have experience in playing. Myself in Mistform, yourself in Reaper King, 
everything tribal. Reaper, King, Changeling, tribal, yeah. Tribal, tribal, as he calls it. Yes. Remember, links will be in the show notes along with MTG Lexicon's Twitter handle and Twitch channel link. Right. So check them out there. We very much appreciate them taking the time to send us a list and tell us a little bit about it. It's been lots of fun. Also, F those filthy, drunken, casual assholes. Correct. Spice rating. Popularity on EDHREC.com. 539 lists. He's right below the scion of the Ur Dragon, right above the first sliver. Yeah, that he's the 14th most popular Wooberg commander. He's down there, hey? Yeah, he's not very high. Scarcity thing, you think? Well, I think that he runs into that thing where we talked about it a long time ago with Dinosaur Tribal, where it's like oh, most yeah. people look at him and it's like, well, all the scarecrows suck. Yeah. And you'll notice that he's not playing any. Because and if, they suck. And if you want to make like a good Reaper King, this deck's good, but like a like a air quotes good, like more competitively tuned deck, you need scarecrows that cost one and two. And there's only a few of them. Yeah. If unless you want to run changelings and then like you're running shitty changelings and shitty scarecrows. It's like ugh. Yeah, it's a shitty deck. That's not a deck. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So average converted mana cost three point three five, which is good. That's fine. That would actually go down if you were to cut some of the four and five drop changelings for some of the one, two, and three drop changelings that saw print in Modern Horizons. Correct. If you're into that. Six tutors, I think 41 different cards than the stock list on EDHREC.com. That's pretty good. That is what we've seen as kind of normal in the last few weeks with the arc of EDH and M. And now the first two weeks in the arc of others, we've seen, you know, 40, 45 different cards in the stock list. And that is a very good indicator of how we pick our lists. You punch it all into the spice calculator, you get a 34.5. Doesn't pass the 50 test, but I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it honors because it is a cool deck. It's not something you're going to see all the time, and it's not something everybody's doing. It's just it crushes itself by playing six tutors. And you are going to see it more often because the Reaper King card just did uh, d- did take a little bit of a little bit of a price hit with the Secret Layer. Right. He went down a couple bucks because they printed that alternate art one that people can get for like a decent price. And you know, it's funny that that Secret Layer also has the Ur Dragon in it, so you can play it in this deck. Ooh. Yeah, right? And if you've bought it to play this deck, and you've got the Reaper King and the Ur Dragon, you can send the Sliver Overlord to your boy Brando. You could do that. You could also play it in this deck to search out any changeling for three mana out of your deck. That's true. That's actually good. Uh, <laughs> and that would be seven tutors, and it would hurt the spice rating even more. Yeah, <laughs> yikes. But the, the cost of the deck is probably going to go down. Because Reaper King's going to go down. You could build it. It would be fun. And I very much appreciate it. I agree. Other things I appreciate very much. All of our new YouTube subscribers. Yes. Welcome. Of course, all of our Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. New patron sign up gift. Sticker pack. We appreciate you helping us out. Yeah. And the arc of others. Of course, we are giving out Christmas presents to lucky patrons each week. We very much appreciate Tyler Coates this week. With the Christmas pack giveaway and dirty foil bag giveaway? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make them real dirty. (laughs) (laughs) When I say we, I mean Brando. Yeah, man. Because he's got the dirty foil shopping bag. I sure do. If you're into any of that, check us out on any of our social media platforms Brando said at the start of the show or... 
CommanderCookout.com. Got it. He's getting good at that, everybody. He hands it and takes takes the baton right right at the right time. Yeah. And if he doesn't, he edits it so it sounds like he does. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Big thanks to Brandon as well. And every, everybody over at MTG Lexicon, give us the final thought of the day and thank our glorious sponsors. Glorious sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. Big thanks to them. And big thanks to the boys over at MTG Lexicon, specifically Brandon, for sending in his cheap carbon copy of a Brando deck. Ooh, bizarro Brando Brandon deck. There it is. Uh, (laughs) I did appreciate the trip down memory lane. This is a deck that I used to play, and I'd forgotten all about it until I looked at the list this morning. I was like, holy shit. It's so like great minds and thinking alike and all that. It made me feel pretty good. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as me and Ryan did. Uh, I bet you this would be a blast to play against and to pilot in spite of the frustration of never having, of only having shitty changelings and never having enough lords to go around. But the deck is very good, and it really stands for what I think we're trying to do with these arcs, which is showing that maybe, as much as we like to rag on other content creators, maybe some of them are okay people as well. I don't know. It's hard to say, but we're going to find out as we continue on with the arc of the others on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 